0: And welcome back for, for another podcast uh, episode here uh, as we uh, begin uh, these uh, discussions in this journey of being with God and what does that look like in our relationships in the in the common space beyond uh, just what happens on a church service or beyond what takes place when you um, are sitting down and and you know okay this is God time but but really what does it look like all the time and trying to uh, begin these discussions around that we've been. Talking here a lot about uh, what does that look like, and so again, if this is your first time, uh, you know, encourage you to to maybe listen to some of the previous episodes, or we're just glad that you're here, and hopefully, uh, this is something that uh, encourages your journey as you move closer to Christ. Uh, my name is uh, Dan Hurst. I'm the pastor at Refuge Church in Manor, PA. Uh, with me, I, I've got Mike. Ryan, hey everyone. These two guys are uh, pastor residents here at uh, Refuge Church, and just kind of learning what it is to to be a pastor and to see God's calling on their life. And so uh, excited for these guys to to join us and having this this discussion. Uh, we've been uh, really focused the last few episodes about the core of this relationship with God of being with Him, uh, not just the things we do for God, but but being with Him in a in an authentic relationship that has a rhythm to it that might be different than you or I uh, because of our different days, or maybe some of you are night people and morning people, some of you work third shift, some of you have kids at home, some of you are retired. You may be all over the different places, but how does your daily routine look like with God and being with Him? And so we use this term, sacred rhythms, a term uh, that was coined, I believe, by Pete Zazaria that he uh, talked about just uh, introducing God into your everyday life and not just one moment but throughout the day. And that's really the core of what we were looking at because from there then will flow out the ways that we reflect Christ, uh, how we engage uh, the people around us, how we come alongside others, how we live on mission, all comes from that core of being with God. So we really need to look at this. We really need to talk about this and this uh, this this episode, we really want to emphasize on one of the good gifts that God has given to us in the idea of the Sabbath. Uh, if you don't know or if you're unfamiliar uh, that God created in six days and on the seventh day he rested uh, in the Ten Commandments He talked about keeping the the Sabbath uh, as a day of remembrance. Uh, Jesus uh, talked about the Sabbath. And so uh, this is one of those things that you see from kind of beginning to middle to end. Uh, Even the idea of heaven itself is the idea of this eternal Sabbath concept. And so uh, the Sabbath has been given to us uh, as something that we are to implement into the rhythms of our lives as a good gift by God. Now, he gives it to us a good gift, as we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Not only as a a gift uh, that we receive, but it's also kind of a pushback to what the society is trying to demand of us. Uh, it's you know no shock or no surprise that uh, more and more seems to be demanded of us uh, it seems to be demanded of families seems to be demanded at the workplace or our attention uh, with phones in our hands or with uh, on-demand uh, services or movies uh, that just time itself is just constantly just being sucked from us uh, we could argue to probably the uh, end of the time whether or not we're using that well or not but what the Sabbath is is almost a pushback towards that idea, to say, you know, what I'm I'm not living for this life, I'm not living for here, but I'm living for God and for eternity. And so, um, as uh, I read in the, a quote this week, it says, "The Sabbath is stopping to breathe the life of eternity." And I really liked that idea because it's a reminder. Say, I'm pushing back that I don't live for this world but I, I live for, for God and for His kingdom and for the future, and I want to breathe in some of that even, even now in my weekly rhythm uh, of practicing the Sabbath. So uh, we're going to dive into this. We're going to talk about this a little bit uh, and just kind of get some different thoughts and ideas on it. But, uh, Mike, what, what are some of your thoughts when we talk about the Sabbath?
1: Yeah, so uh, just as a disclaimer, too, uh, a lot of my understanding um, on the Sabbath comes from the teachings of John Mark Comer and Bridgetown Church, uh, but also out of his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, which uh, as we even talk about some of these sacred rhythms is just, it's kind of my go-to for a lot of the ones, especially whenever it comes to just slowing down, which I think back uh, many weeks ago now to, I think was something Ryan even said was just key. Um, And so in it, when, when he starts to talk about um, Sabbath, he actually kind of starts from, from, Uh, this idea that particularly in the West, we deal with something that's now being called hurry sickness. Uh, We are constantly just trying to get from one moment to the next. Uh, It is this social experiment, essentially, that that we are just trying to get more and more and do more and more. And actually, even now, there's a lot of studies um, and evidence that, that shows that we derive much of our identity out of what it is that we're doing. We find a lot of our worth out of doing things and doing more. Um, if you look at even just advertisements from, um, back in the day, I say as a young 20 something, uh, but, uh, you know, the idea of wealth and and luxury, typically you'd see like a Rolls Royce, uh, advertisement and it would be someone sitting by a pool or because they could afford to have time and just relax. Whereas Mm. now you see that CEO that is in the that power stance, uh, you know, over the table and just showing how successful and important that they are, right. Our idea of, of, um, being important tends to mean being busy and the Sabbath is entirely contrary to that. Mm. Um, because the Sabbath, I mean, it really comes out of the, um, that Hebrew word, right? Aside from the command and everything to Shabbat, which means literally to stop, um, but it also means to delight, to delight in the things that that, that God is doing and has done for you. Um, and I think one of the things that the Sabbath just really practically forces you to do is to recognize your limits. Mm-hmm. I think it was Thomas Aquinas who basically posed the question, and I'm paraphrasing a lot of this, but. Um, what do I need to do to be completely satisfied, mm-hmm. right? To stop chasing after desire, to stop trying to get more and more. And I believe his conclusion was I need to experience literally everything and every person and be experienced by every person that has ever existed mm-hmm. to finally be satisfied. For a number of reasons, that's not possible. And, and it just brings us back to I'm not God. I'm not omniscient. I'm not omnipresent. And God rested. Right. God rested. Yeah. So why am I better than God? Yeah. I'm not. No. And could there be something to this could be, could there be something to, uh, stopping and resting? In fact, um, there's studies, someone did a study on like the happiest people groups, um, and things like that. Um, which is interesting if you think about how God blessed the Sabbath and and he blessed it, he blessed creatures, he blessed humans and he blessed the Sabbath. So three things in creation, um, where if he blessed it, does that mean that they're also able to procreate or not? They, the Sabbath is able to kind of give life Mm -hmm. well, um, as well. So there's a study about the, the happiest people groups in the seventh day. Adventists are like near the top, if not at the top, but not only that, On average, the Seventh-day Adventists live 10 years longer than the average for both men and women. And if you do the rough math, it is all Sabbath days that they took off, added up. So it it has, in theory, added on to their life because they take this very seriously in the way that they walk through it. So the Sabbath is, I mean, it's... it's huge. It's, it's life-giving, and I think it's, it's one of the first steps in really just acknowledging and accepting your limits, accepting in a good way, not self-deprecating that you don't matter that much, mm. um, and that it's okay to take time to just stop and be and delight. Yeah.
0: And so when, you know, when we're talking and and we should have said this from the beginning, the Sabbath, uh, you know, in Jewish culture was, was Friday sundown to, to Saturday sundown. Right. Um, you know, we, we, uh, do church on Sundays, uh, you know, and there's a lot of history on that, uh, a lot of big changes, uh, in that, in the sense of, uh, believing the the resurrection and, and, and trying to, kind of make a change from the Jewish culture to, to Christianity. So we worship on a Sunday a lot of times. If you're not familiar with uh, that kind of church history or, or understanding of a Jewish culture, you'd think Sunday is, is the Sabbath. But the Sabbath in the Jewish culture was was Friday evening to to Saturday uh, evening. Uh, and so it was a little 24 hours, um, and it's something that uh, was— Uh, very near and dear to uh, the Jewish faith, and and that was mainly from the Old Testament, but Jesus brought it in in the New Testament, uh, spoke of it, uh, referred to it, uh, and as something that uh, is something we would continue in that, but yet there is an understanding that um, you know it might not necessarily be a full twenty four hours or uh, the sabbath isn 't uh, you know again if if you do twenty three hours or you do one hour uh, uh, there's there 's something in that I believe that God allows that room for us to kind of move into, and so uh, I think there is some, uh, you know, discussion and dialogue about what you do, when you do it, how you do it, and so uh, we'll talk a little
2: bit about that, but Ryan, what are some thoughts here on the, the Sabbath? When I first think of the Sabbath, you know, I think about when God created Adam on you know, day six and rested on the seventh day, the first fruit of the creation that Adam experienced and learned from God was how to rest. So before he did anything, he learned how to rest. And I think just the mentality of we rest so that we can work and not the opposite. It's not we've worked so hard, we've been so spent that we just need to unplug and do whatever we can. We just collapse into whatever, you know, rest we might think we have. Yeah. But it was something set aside because it was life-giving mm. so that we could then be prepared to go out from that space yeah. to live you know yeah. and so i think really just seeing the sabbath as a gift yeah. it's not something that god has arbitrarily constrained us to just because he said so but because he knew us he made us he knew what we needed yeah. who we are what we were prone to do when left to ourselves and so he said i'm going to give you this yeah. so you can experience the gift of what it is
0: yeah, and 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 that's a great way of thinking too. And and I love the idea of the the good gifts that God gives to us because um, you know we can easily see some of these things as obligations or chores, but uh, it really is God knowing who we are, knowing that we're prone to uh, overdo it or prone that we're going to wander, prone that we're going to um, you know not grasp uh, what we should do, and so He gives us these good gifts, uh, and the Sabbath is one of them, and so. You know, as we talk about this and as we share, uh, you know, uh, both—well, hopefully all of us will share a little bit about kind of how we handle the Sabbath— um, you know it's one of those things where um, again I, I think requires some conversation and some dialogue but uh, there's some liberty and freedom in this um, so that if you're sitting again thinking well I can't do Friday night to sun Saturday or uh, what do I do as a pastor I'm preaching on Sunday so how, am I, I'm working on that day that's that really rest for me because uh, I'll probably be the first to admit it's not restful <laughs> uh, on a Sunday morning to do that so, so what what does Sabbath look like? What, what does that play out? And so, um, Mike, I know you're going to share a little bit about some things you've read, but also maybe a little bit about how you handle the Sabbath.
1: Yeah. So, uh, in terms of just, um, handling it in general, uh, again, I think that for me, because I'm a doer, the very first thing is to just stop doing. But what's hard is, um, you know, growing up, what I heard was, well, well, no work. And if you do work, then you're sinning. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, that sounds lazy, right? I think that sometimes we would use it to take naps. And I think naps are a huge part of the Sabbath, mm-hmm. but I think it stems out of the the heart. And and particularly in, in our culture that is so over busy, I think sometimes we look at it as a, a day off where we don't do anything and, and for me, that's not what it is. I think in my Sabbaths, it, it, it's time where I am, yes, I might take a nap, um, but I am specifically abstaining from... Um, activities that are draining or taking away my life and i am trying to to just do activities that are life giving so yeah they might be work to somebody else right mm-hmm. me sitting down and playing at a piano might be work to ryan because ryan doesn't know how to do that or if he's got to practice and things like that but to me it's it's a lot more life giving but not only that it's to to do it and to take time and reflect and celebrate who god is it's almost this mini holiday mm-hmm. that we have an opportunity to partake in every single week. That's a much less stressful Christmas in the words of John Mark Comer, Mm. um, that we're able to do. And, 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 um, I actually, I read something this week. So that book pointed me to another book called subversive Sabbath. And, Mm -hmm. and Ryan, um, touched on this just a moment ago, talking about, um, when God first created, right. Adam, the first day after was the Sabbath, Mm. right. When we go in Mm -hmm. that order. And, um, so subversive Sabbath. It's written by A.J. Swoboda, and and uh, I I've just started it. But he said this thing that just really stuck out to me, and it was that the Sabbath teaches us that we do not work to please God, rather we rest because God is already pleased with the work He has accomplished in us. Mm. And it's again just kind of resetting that perspective of of I live in God's world; He doesn't live in mine. Mm. And and it's a gift; it's something that He has given where where I can come to him and 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 I can um, celebrate what he's done and what he is doing in my life. I can hit pause on my life and all the stressful nonsense that's always going on and almost just disappear to spend time with him because he is Living, breathing, and active. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the other um, the other thing, just practically for me that I do with um, the Sabbath is this idea of pleasure stacking. So you know, if there's like one particular pizza or something like that that like you love, save it for whenever you're gonna Sabbath, like, yeah. and and try to. Um, really not you're not rewarding yourself it's it's not even that idea of gamification it is simply just taking time to delight to say god this pizza is amazing thank you for gifting this person to make it this way yeah and and enjoying it yeah and so, uh, do is there
0: a, a certain time of the week that is normal for you or does it vary? What, what is your,
1: yeah. So, um, actually just in full authenticity and vulnerability, mm-hmm. um, uh, pastor Dan and I recently just had a conversation about my schedule because I just haven't been taking a Sabbath and, and I've been feeling it and I want to get back to it. So, um, for me, uh, what I do is. I cheat through some of it because I'm sleeping, mm. but I think that's okay. Cause God designed it to, you know, potentially be a full 24 hours. What I used to do was from 6 PM on Friday, uh, to noon on Saturday. Uh, and so it felt like it didn't get in the way. And which I think is another conversation, right? Yeah. If I'm <laughs> doing it so that it doesn't get in the way, um, But now what I'm trying to do is to really do 6 p.m. on Friday to 6 p.m. on Saturday, and that is not because I'm trying to be legalistic. It's Mm -hmm. not because that is the original time, and there is something special about that. It is because naturally in the rhythm of my schedule, um, particularly working for the church, Friday to Saturday is most people's Saturday to Sunday. Yeah. and so that is typically when I aim to do that. But it's complicated when you try to, to do it with the people that you care about even. Mm. Um and try to 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 work that in. My ultimate goal, like just dreaming, mm-hmm. is to invite like my community over during that like as soon as six PM hits and just have a wonderful meal. Yeah. Where it's, it's like when you're at a holiday and everybody just hangs around and is just talking at the table mm. and no one has anywhere to be and you can just be present with each other and present in, the, in that moment. And then it's like, oh, yeah, well, I guess maybe it's time to go home, but I'll stay you know and just talk a little bit longer. That's, that's my goal. That's yeah. my dream is mm. to really, because to me, that is something that's super life-giving and, and just being around community and present. Put your devices down. Turn yeah. the TV off. Yeah. and just be mm. and again, as we've shared before, we're, you know none of us here are
0: masters we, we've not arrived to the uh, to the level of uh, you know supreme being in in these things so uh, you know we're working through them and, and we're trying to trying to do them and um, you know again, I'll share a little bit, but uh, again as, as Mike said, you know it's it's what are the goals what are the desires where are we going so uh, Ryan, what about you what are some things that you try to do or, or how does your practicality look like?
2: Yeah, I would say for me just personally, there was a time when I was really it was Sunday was my Sabbath where I would just set that aside, you know, and I knew I was coming to church in the morning, you know, and I had a a group that met in the evening, but it was still going to be my time that I just set aside only for the Lord. Yeah. You know, where I wouldn't work, I wouldn't answer emails, I wouldn't go on social media, anything, just shut off, just completely trying to stay engaged with the Lord, whatever that is. Um, because you know, there's so many different things, but my encouragement though would say, um, for anyone who sees this as something that maybe right now you're getting a little anxious mm. or you're feeling a little like, right, I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. The house is going to be a mess, you know, because I think the reality is it's a gift, but yeah. if you don't see it as a gift, don't just let it, um, don't just let it be a discouragement to you. But I would say, in the time that you may set aside, pray and ask God to show you what the gift this is. Yeah. You know, show you who He is. Yeah. Um, because I think God, more than anything, wants you to know that. So I think when that's your desire, Lord, I, I want to see the Sabbath in the way that you see it. Yeah. You know, just, just help me to see that it's not about... Me, It's not about me doing these things simply to please you, but it's about receiving, you know, his life, his goodness, his, his purpose. Mm. Um, you know, and something that really the Lord was, you know, just laying on my heart a while ago was just this idea of, you know, don't rush him, Mm. enjoy him, Mm. you know? And I think just really the practicality of that setting aside this time of, oh, you know what? I didn't wake up late and need to condense my quiet time into five minutes. You know, yeah. you have an elongated period of time, yeah. whatever that may be of, I don't need to rush through this. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can sit here and ask the Lord, Lord, I, I want to enjoy you. I yeah. want to enjoy reading your word. Can you help me? Can mm-hmm. you help me do that? Um, you know, and I think from that place, there's been so much liberation and freedom to enjoy the Sabbath. Yeah.
0: That's good. That's good. I, I, um, you know, for me, um, I I don't really have a set day a week. I do have three uh, significant time periods that uh, one of the three will become my Sabbath, depending on what my schedule looks like. So uh, I tend to try to have a Tuesday, Thursday where I uh, don't schedule very many meetings or I'm not trying to be very busy. Um, You know, even sometimes I'll dress down just because I'm more comfortable and I'll just shut my office door and... And man, I'll just uh, I'll just spend that day reading and studying. To to me, that's that's part of my life giving thing is to just to kind of be quiet and to read, to study, uh, just to kind of work through. Hey, God, what, what are you doing in my life, or what you're doing uh, in you know uh, in uh, in the world and kind of things. Um, or then Sunday afternoon and Sunday evenings as well. And I, I like, love to attach my family to that. Yeah. I love to do some things with my family. Um, we've really started the last few years trying to use Sunday evening as a, a time to have a really good meal. <laughs> uh, I've, I've joked with my kids. I think Russell Moore made the statement one time, you know, uh, we eat and drink today because yesterday we were dead and today we're alive. Mm. You know, and I want my kids to celebrate that. I want them to, to know, like, there's a celebration here with God. And so a lot of times we'll, you know, we'll cook uh, ribs or, or we'll have something good to eat. Or a lot of times we'll just like, hey, hop in the car. Let's go get some ice cream. Um, you know, and I want my I want my family to know that that the Sabbath is a is a celebration time. So um, but I also know that, hey, if, if something comes up and and, you know, there's something I have to do on a Tuesday or Thursday, I'm, I'm going to do it. Or there's something on a Sunday. I've got to do it. I, I'm going to do it. Uh, but I I know that if I miss those times, I need to find it. I need to make carve it out. And so there's a there's an element that I allow myself to carve things out. But I also am not rigid to uh, to to stay to those times if something comes up. So
2: yeah, I think the one thing is just to remember too that you know the Pharisees went after Jesus because he technically broke the Sabbath by healing someone. Yeah, you all know, the so, time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I think just seeing like if Jesus went and healed this man and did this thing that was good, yeah. you know, then obviously there's, there might be some things that come up yeah. that take us out of a technical 24 hour Sabbath. Right.
0: Right. And I know Mike, you wanted to add just, you know, some practical thoughts. As yeah. To this. And,
1: and even, um, just to tack one more thing onto what you guys were just saying, the, the amazing thing about reading about Jesus is he was interrupted all the time. Mm and yet look at his response in the interruption Mm -hmm. as opposed to like my response to the interruption he was just constantly present in the moment and just like all right and like in times when he would even go to go away to sabbath or be in solitude and he would just have compassion on people and be like no i'm going to stay here for a moment but but practically um just as, as you look to maybe start and explore what does this look like in your life? I think um, the biggest encouragement that we could give you is to start where you're at, not where you want to be. You know, for some of you, maybe you've been doing this and you could school us on what taking a Sabbath is because Mm. you are like crushing it. And I would love to talk to you. Um, But maybe this is just a brand new concept to you. And it is Mm. so foreign because of the world that we live in and the culture that we live in. Start with an hour. And I know that sounds like a lot of time, that is friends, an episode or two on Netflix, start yeah. with an hour, right? Where, where we can just, and just put your phone on, do not disturb. Yeah. And you don't have to turn it off. Just start with that on, do not disturb and, and just take a moment to stop and be, and, and allow your soul to catch up to your body mm-hmm. because we are pulled in so many directions. We're just trying to go. And, and that may feel like an eternity. So maybe a half hour, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and wherever it is that you are always be kind of working towards what's the next. Like I said with me and I know you're not me, Um, I started with 18 hours and I slept through 12 of them Mm -hmm. and now I've tried to get up to 24 and I added the other six in and I've really got to buckle down for me because of, of where I am, but it has taken a long time to get there and to just kind of be like, okay, I'm really going to try to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and,
0: you know, in, in some of our conversations and, you know, uh, we'll say this pretty often, um, you know, we are talking about spiritual things yet. There's a, there's a moment here where we say, okay, be with God or life-giving, and for some, uh, we hear that just almost as a, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be spiritual, and I'm going to meditate, I'm going to make yeah. it whatever my own is. And one of the great things about God is that He makes Himself known, and we don't have to just kind of sit in, in a, you know, a, in a middle of a field or on a high rock and just come up with these things about who God is, right. he tells us who he is. He right. gives us his word. And and so when we do these things, whether they're, you know, you're gardening or whether you're studying God's word or whether you're playing an instrument, we are to think of the things that God has already told us and revealed to who he is. So let's not make sure we miss that part of it too. We're not just saying it, this is a this is a meditation or this is a, uh, you know, you need to connect with the universe or get in, in line with the force, you know, Star Wars kind of thing, um, this is a time where we really let our soul connect to who we know God to be. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for some of us, we got to learn maybe a little bit about who God is. Um, for others, it's 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 not as much as about the learning as it's as much about the life-giving part of it. So that's why this is a, a very nuanced uh, kind of discussion that continues and and um, you know we'd love to have that dialogue with you we you know are always available if you want to email us at info at churchrefuge com you can find us on the website uh, at churchrefuge com and uh, you know again we're just starting these conversations these dialogues but I uh, really want you to think through how can you implement into your rhythms of your week a Sabbath that allows your soul as mike said i like that your soul to catch up to your body and and to be united in christ who he is uh that is giving you life giving not a day off but life giving for the continued work that he has for us Um, and so i hope you guys have a great day